woke. Time to get up. Good morning, welcome to Thought You Awoke, No Speed Limit Podcast, uh, Coffee Talk. Uh, I am your host, Alvin. This morning, I thought we'd have a nice little conversation about Katanji Brown Jackson. Yes, Katanji Brown Jackson is uh, Joe Biden's nomination for the Supreme Court. She will be the first, if nominate, be the first uh, African-American woman on the Supreme Court. Um, I have no problem with that. At all, of course, you know we haven't had a, 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 a African American female on the Supreme Court in the entire history of the court. Now we've had what two black men in the entire history of the Supreme Court, and uh, uh, that's even amazing at this point. So then, before Katanji Brown even came to office, remember what Republicans were saying? They were saying uh, we need to vet. Uh, it shouldn't race shouldn't matter. We shouldn't bet who's on the Supreme Court. We should get the best person for the job. Now, that's funny. Like I said, in the history of the Supreme Court, we've only had two black people on the Supreme Court, and I think a total of four women, maybe five women in the, in the history of the Supreme Court. So, again, what they say really doesn't matter. And considering the last time they nominated anybody, they had nominated two white men and one white woman. I don't think they even vetted race in their attempt to to do this. So let's uh, let's let's just be honest about the, the their uh, their picks. So with that being said, um, it's most likely she's going to pass because all she needs is fifty plus one. And that fifty plus one comes with uh, with Harris uh, voting for, her. Uh, but she's most likely also going to get some Republican votes, which is a which is a good sign. There will be a couple of folks that might cross the aisle and actually vote for her. Katanji um, Brown Jackson, just to give you a little background, she came from the D.C. Circuit. Uh, she was a defense attorney for that, and one time she worked at Pro Bono. Uh, so she worked her way up, and you know, like I said, she became ended up in the D.C. Uh, Circuit of Appeals. She, you know, a few people crossed the aisles and voted for her last time around, including Lindsey Graham, who's now criticizing her and calling her a liberal uh, and saying she's not a good pick for the Supreme Court. Yeah, we'll see how that goes when the time comes to actually vote. Um, so, like I said, I wanted to give a few minutes and talk about that. Let me also give you this opinion. Um, it's great that she's the first woman on the Supreme Court. And it's great that we're putting a woman on there who might give a different opinion than the other ones that are on there. Does it matter when it comes to uh, how the Supreme Court vote? Well, let's put it this way. There are approximately six conservatives right now and three liberals. So what's the chance that her vote is actually going to affect anything? That's only if you can get two other people from the other side to cross the aisles will they affect anything. So, of course, Republicans might cross the aisle and vote for her. Now, here's the thing that's going to come up in her meet in her um, hearing, of course, is the fact that three times she voted against, uh, uh, she uh, ruled against Trump. And, of course, they're going to bring that up. And two of those lost on appeal, I mean, she that she that she ruled on were 
overruled on appeal, rather. And one of those went through. But at the same time, they're going to say, hey, you had something out for Trump, right? This is going to prove that you're a liberal, yada, 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 whatever. Anyway, that's minor, really. It will be minor. And she's her nomination is most likely to pass, even with Republican uh, votes on that. So she's going to make it onto the Supreme Court. She will be the next Supreme Court judge. But like I said, there's more to it than that. Uh, this is nice. But Biden has failed on other promises. He, he promised that he would fix student loans. He promised that he would uh, uh, work on civil rights. And Okay, I can kind of say this. He didn't push hard enough for the civil rights bill at all. So, you know, it's like everybody said, pick your battles, win the wars you can win. If the only thing we can win is symbolism, since he's been in presidency, we got, what, uh, Juneteenth, and we've gotten uh, a black uh, Supreme Court justice, a uh, black female Supreme Court justice. That's been our wins, right? Uh, we've got a holiday and a black Supreme Court justice, probably a couple people who were honored, who shouldn't have, who haven't been honored from World War Two or or in history that should have get their proper uh, uh, honors. Now that's how it's been, but things that should pass haven't passed. Now a child tax credit during the uh, um, during the COVID bill was nice that helped bring a lot of people out of poverty, but then it was taken away. So guess what? Those same people are back in the same boat they were in before, unless they did some major adjustments within that short period of time. Of course, you know, in this country, I believe that everybody should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Um, nationwide though, we've had, we've got the lowest unemployment we've had in years. The GDP is doing good. The only problem is inflation. So like I said, with Katanji Brown, uh, Jackson, great. We got her. She's a great nominee. Uh, I have no problem with that. But again, everything's about symbolism. It's like, I got you this. Can I get, can you do something else? Can you, can you please get like $15 minimum wage pass? Can you, can you at least get, uh, uh, student loan debt handled? Can we do that? Can we do any of those? Can we get the civil rights? Can we get the voting rights bills passed? I think those are the most important things. But at this point, with what's going on in Ukraine, all of that is about to take a back seat. Just like the black people over there that they told that they couldn't come across the border. Black issues always take a back seat. Black people take a back seat to other things. So now the military is going to get more money. And as Hannity and the folks on Fox are suggesting, the oligarchs in America are going to profit from this because they're going to increase oil production because now, now the Europeans can depend on America, right? See, the game is afoot. So now I'm switching topics, uh, going from Katanja Brown Jackson, because we know that's going to happen. She's going to become the Supreme Court. Let's talk about more about what's really going on with the Ukraine thing, okay? Uh, the oligarchs on both sides are looking at opportunities. So in Russia, uh, uh, Putin has to lean on his oligarchs because he can't get money outside the circuit now. He ain't got no choice. He's got to lean on the billionaires and millionaires in his country. Same with the United States now and Europe. They have to lean on our oligarchs and our our our, our um, billionaires and millionaires to uh, fix the problems that are about to occur. Uh, Europe doesn't have enough oil because, like I said, one of the pipelines has been cut off. The whole flow of pipelines may be cut off with Russia. So that might be coming next. So that means... Um, 
that they need another source of oil. The United States has a large deposit of oil and oil reserves, so they'll probably tap into that. So that means that the oil companies here in the United States are going to make big investments, even though they cut their ties with Russia, right? That didn't hurt them at all. Uh, they know what's coming. But meanwhile, we as Americans for a short term will have to suffer the, um, the kickbacks from that. In other words, we're going to have to suffer through the $4 uh, gallon gas, which we're all going to blame on Biden, even though that's not Biden's fault. Uh, we got, we've got to suffer through the high prices in the grocery store. We've got to suffer through the high prices on other goods and medicines and things like that. Um, simply because, just simply because that's how this system works for us, right? So these prices were going to go up because of the shortages from coronavirus. And it's not because people are getting more money at work. As the corporatists want to tell you, well, we're raising salaries. You're raising salaries on your own voluntarily, but that has nothing to do with why you're raising prices. You're doing it so you can make a profit. And secondly, the shortages, you, I understand why that causes people to raise prices at the same time. You're, you're also having labor issues where you can't get people to come to work. I know this for a fact from, from the place where I work, trying to get somebody to come in the door to work. And, you know, even though they raise the salary, you still have you still have to vet the employees that you bring in the door. That's how that works. Um, like I said, what I'm looking at as far as Ukraine goes is that there's always another underlying story. We're bringing down the Iron Curtain because, again, the uh, weapons industry is about to make a lot of money. Transportation may make a lot of money. Oil companies have a lot of money they can make. There's a lot that's invested in this that will start where things will start making money the way they think because these old heads have gotten together and decided they still want to keep things the way they were, right? So then the next generation has to suffer from the things that the previous two generations have done. And that's the sad part about it. Meanwhile, the people of Ukraine are still suffering and it's getting worse. Um, of course, the Russians now are uh, are systematically going after the, the citizens of the country. Babies are dying. It's an awful sight to see, you know. We have to pay for sociopathic behavior of elites in this in this world. Imperialism, that's what's going on. Uh, America, as I've said before, can't really say too much about that side of things because they've done it. They've done it in Iraq, Iran, Africa. They get to decide what politics are around the world because guess what? We're the civilized people. As that report from CBS had the nerve to say, oh yeah, we're civilized. You know, you're no European. I better be careful about what words I say. Yeah, you're the blonde head, blue eyed folks. People hate seeing that blow up on TV. They didn't have a problem seeing the little brown babies uh, in, uh, in Arab countries in Africa die. You know, I remember when, I remember when five people died in London, in France from a terrorist attack, but 200 died in Africa. And there was not one tear shed for those kids in that country. I remember that. They died from a terrorist attack. Terrorists attacked them too. So, but, but see, when we have insurgents in this country, we're not, you know, we don't have people trying to invade us because we got the three percenters or the Oath Keepers or Boogaloo Boys or... Uh, or Proud Boys or any of that. We don't have them invading us because they're doing stupid shit overseas. Excuse my French. Um, but, you know, that's what the United States does. Because, you know, 
Al Qaeda supposedly came from Taliban land over there in Afghanistan. Uh, 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 then there was ISIS, which actually was a creation of our invasion of Iraq. And the fact that we love to have war around the world and say, we're civilized. See, because they, they, uh, back home, nothing's happening. So you assume that you're a civilized person. Nothing was happening in Europe until Russia invaded Ukraine. Even though they had already taken over Crimea and there had been other issues in the, uh, Balkans in the past century or so back in the nineties. You remember all that was going on in the Balkans where the, where the Serbs were killing the uh, 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 other people, you know they were they had massacres in, in in the Baltics. But hey, we don't talk about that now because we're so, the the now the Europeans are civilized, right? Yeah, um, civilized was what the Ukrainians were before the Russians invaded. Now neither side is. Is, is civilized, it's savage, war is savage, it's hell, and it's going to get worse, you know, we got people arming themselves and going over there to fight, it's going to be a small arms fire against tanks, they're going to fight with whatever they got, in them, and then we're sending weapons over there, either way, it's going to be a nasty mess, and there's no telling what Putin's going to do next, I, I told somebody the other day, he's threatened Sweden, and he's threatened Finland, saying don't you ever join NATO, so at some point he might attack Sweden and Finland. I have this feeling that he's not done trying to attack countries. He's not done trying to go to war with people. That this is not the last time he's going to do that. Uh, in fact, um, I know most people are getting uh, weary with the whole Ukraine thing because it's going on and on. It's going to be going on for a while, and in a few months, people, in a few days, it's going to be like Iraq and Iran. People are kind of like, well. That's going on with it's horrible that that's going on. They gotta go back to their lives. We're in America. You know, other than the fact that Putin put his military on high alert for nuclear uh weapons against NATO, um our life goes on. I mean, we're not at war. You know, we hate to see what's on TV, but every day we gotta go on. We gotta pay like you said, we gotta deal about with inflation. We got this going on with uh Katanji uh Brown Jackson. You know, she's gonna become the next uh, Supreme Court justice. We got that going on. We got all sorts of stuff. We got our own personal issues. We still got the whole fact that all these southern states and Midwest states are trying to ban CRT, talking about it's helping parents make choices on education, which it's not. It's just racism in its highest form. Um, so we got all of that going on, right? Our world is, is, actually, this is coffee talk. It's off, the, it's off the cuff. It's not organized. So y'all forgive me if it seems like I'm all over the place. Um, but we got all of this going on home. We still got violence, you know, violence. And, you know, they were talking about that last night, um, how crime is up around America. And, of course, Republicans don't use that as an excuse to get into the White House. Uh, I don't know any suburb, suburban moms that have to worry about violence in their neighborhoods. It's mostly going on in urban neighborhoods. So what they're trying to say is they're going to support lockdowns on black folks. Um, you know, I said the suburbs, I, you, if there is some suburb somewhere, please put that in the comments below. I do have a comment section, uh, on my podcast. So if you want to comment below, tell me if your neighborhood is 
you've seen an uptick in violence in your neighborhood because I haven't really seen an uptick in violence in sub suburban neighborhoods at all. I see all the urban, the warfare in urban neighborhoods and black neighborhoods in uh, Latino neighborhoods. That's where I see the problem at. And I'm not saying they are the problem. I'm just saying I see the problem there where poverty is. Usually that's where crime seems to follow. Uh, but I do see white people coming over here to, to get drugs. So anyway, uh, from their suburban neighborhoods, um, just want to be honest. That's real talk. Real, real, real talk. I see them coming over to the hood, getting drugs all the time, then going back over there. You know, it started out they were getting prescriptions from their doctors. You know, um, yeah, this is talking about really talking off the cuff. Um, maybe I need to do a podcast on opioids and how that's a whole crisis started. All these pain clinics that popped up everywhere. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, uh, uh, the police and the FBI come shut down some of those pain clinics that popped up everywhere. Anyway, uh, that's for another time. Basically, those are the two things I wanted to talk about. Katanji Brown, Carter, uh, Brown Jackson, sorry, uh, and the um, Ukrainian situation is still going on. Again, like I said, on a regular show, it will be on YouTube and on the podcast. Uh, I will be talking about Brookside. <laughs> Yo, you talking about illegal taxation and grifting? Brookside is one of those stories y'all need to hear. That's one of America, small town America, right? Um, anyway, y'all have a good rest of the day. Drink your coffee, eat your breakfast. By now, some of y'all eating lunch. But anyway, peace.